All right, welcome to Old School, Jane Huber, Ben Mangers, Jordan Yule on this Old School episode. Look at this, uh, we're apparently taking a deep dive on Old School. Um, so uh, we're brought to you by the regular set of folks, uh, toostrongcoffee.com slash TYT, don't make me hold the mug up. Uh, and uh, shoptyt.com uh, where uh, we got the new indisputable mugs. John, we don't have deep dive stuff yet. I mean, that's that's a bit of a crime. Everybody knows it. Everybody's looking for the deep dive merch. Uh, so we'll have to take a little mid dive into that to see what we can get out of it. Um, so now normally uh, I come in hot to old school uh, and I've got lots of thoughts, opinions, scolding uh, and, and nonsense uh, to go along with it. And a pastrami story or two, uh, but but today <laughs> I, uh, I'm actually not in a great mood, well, which never happens. Well, here let me let me jump in and help fix it. First of all, um, I, I I was just eating from a Hi Ho cheeseburger, which is really as good a cheeseburger from a a chain. I don't think there are many of them, but there are certainly more than one uh, as you can get, and it came. Um, Late, you know. I mean, I postmated it, so you know what. God bless. There's a guy brave in the rain. There's rain in L.A. It's all anybody talked about. So I get the sandwich and a couple things. One, I was getting impatient because it was getting late. I had to wolf this down before the show. Jenk was late, enabling me to finish the cheeseburger. So thank you for that. Um, but uh, uh, so first, I was angry at the guy for being late, and then I'm like, well, this is pointless all the time, but it's particularly pointless when it's raining and LA grinds to a halt as I experienced when I was out driving in the rain and then turned on the radio for an update on this weather. And there was, they acted like it wasn't raining. And it's the only thing anyone in LA cares about at this point. Like recall election wouldn't matter, doesn't homeless, any of the crises plaguing this city doesn't matter, it's raining. And that's what we want to hear. How much is it going to rain? When's it going to stop raining? And will there be puddles? So uh, I found that amusing. And then as I order Hi Ho cheeseburger, well before it arrives, they haven't, the cheeseburger I pick, they only have like three things on the menu. The thing I pick, the burger I pick, has an option. And the option is to add pastrami. <laughs> like that's it, just pastrami. And I thought, Jesus, did Jake take over? Hi ho! In the last week, where like all of a sudden, I mean, why this place that has two cheeseburgers and not much? Do they just decide it's just pastrami and only pastrami? And I thought, well, that's it. The world is now it's Jenks world. That's it. Yes, finally. I was wondering when it was going to be Jenks world. Okay, I'm ready for this world. I was born for this world. And oh, so you think darkness is your ally? I was born in it. And you have you have no patience for the things that are fun about LA. Although you're getting to more of them. Like I love talking about the weather and particularly this stunningly hard rain. But the other thing about LA is that you know, Jake Jordan, I've never met Jordan. We were on the line together for like I don't know, 10 minutes, 12 minutes waiting for you to to get back from traffic to come do the show. And we said not a word to each other, not even like, hello. <laughs> like, and for the first four minutes, I'm like, God, I'm really being an ass. And then I thought, well, let's now see how long this goes. <laughs> right now, yeah. I'm gonna see how long I can do it. So, and it went this long. So, Jordan, hello, I'm a, a admirer of your work. It's a pleasure to do the show with you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm, I'm a quiet guy at first. And I was also, I've been furiously checking to see what the latest in the uh, the Kirsten Cinema fleeing constituent saga is. No, There's I, been I, like a 
I'm sure you I saw. I, I, well, I only because I follow you have I uh, seen uh, a couple of the. I saw that brave uh, DACA girl walk the aisle of the airplane of the airline sure. to uh, to approach her, and then uh, and then of course get nothing, right? Uh, because you know she wasn't at a fundraiser. Yeah, just wave like maybe a stack of of hundreds at cinema. Maybe you'll get her attention. Uh, I think the like the term that. I, Nina Turner's been using on this network specifically this week has been great. Like owner donor is something that people really need to hammer uh, and make a thing because it like puts her on the defense. Like it, people now know because of like TYT, because of other people in the progressive world, that she'll meet with you. She'll happily tell you her policy positions if you have money, if you donate to her campaign, if you fundraise for her. Uh, but if you're just, if you're someone who's at the mercy of her decisions, if you are someone with material needs, but you don't have money, you just like you just mentioned. If you ask her where she stands, if she'll stick stick her neck out for you, you get nothing. You get a cold, callous stare from behind a mask. It's it's really pathetic. So I, I was I'm very interested to see because the I mean everyone is making fun of her, you know, and and rather aggressively. Everyone on on the left, meaning odd progressives certainly, but but pretty mainstream Democrats are as well. And the language is much the same, right? I mean, this is sort of a unification of somebody. Hey, do you believe in anything? And and who who are you beholden to, right? And you know, she got chased into a restroom or whatever the hell that was. And so I'm just totally curious how she comes out of this because she strikes me, given the limited things that we know about her, not about her history, but and of how she is when confronted, is that she's just like the. I, I think she's more likely to leave the party. Uh, than she is to feel the pressure. That's my sense. Some of that is just you know paranoid uh, 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 presumption that the worst uh, the worst of it will happen, and that she'll you know start caucusing with the Republicans and give Mitch McConnell the majority. Uh, but that said, I'm curious. I I would be stunned if she, although she did say to that DACA girl, I guess no it was earlier person, she told uh, 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 Lauren, what's her name, Lauren Windsor, that she uh, she doesn't. A talk while she's negotiating. She doesn't want to, you know, but which I took, I decided that to be optimistic about. It. I'm like, all right, well, she's negotiating, right? At least there's conversation. But I'm curious just from a, as a human to see how she reacts to this pressure. I'm certainly not optimistic. Right. All right. So let me weigh in here. Um, so first of all, I'm in a mood. So let, let's spit out a bunch of stuff, okay? Number one, um, I'm tired of not getting credit. Uh, I said it, and uh, and so I'll say it in the context of thanking Jordan um, because uh, he mentioned we've been saying it on the show for only 20 years, though. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's the donors. Duh. Uh, it's the donors, uh, and and look, I'm in a real mood. So here, I'll, I'll give you more. Uh, so first of all, mainstream media, dude, you guys are just horribly, horribly embarrassing. It never occurred to you this whole time that it was the donors. Like now that cinema's opposing Democratic Party leadership, this is the first time you thought about it. Well, Jack, let me jump in because I think that just for a sec, because I know you'll go on, and and I look forward to that actually, because this is, uh, and it's nice that finally someone on the internet said that they weren't getting the credit they deserved. I think that that's a tie time. Somebody took that tact. Um, but uh, that, uh, but you're correct, of course. You have been saying owner donors for for forever. Um, uh, 
what I find interesting is that sort of, I mean, for the first time that I can remember this 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 unwillingness to cover the donors, other than in a sort of uh, perfunctory uh, uh, manner, right? That they don't, they never dig deep, and God forbid they make an accusation that they might be beholden to the people who are giving them money. But her, she's so bad at it, right? She's so. She lacks any skill, all the skills that these guys seem born with. Like, you know, you, you can't trap Chuck Schumer and Richard Luger, right? I mean, you probably could, but you haven't been. They're cagey about this and they're so pleasant and affable. Uh, and they form these good relationships with the press and it suggests, well, I get money from a lot of people. Well, anyway, you know the story. So, but she's so bumbling. That maybe this and and why, and not that you would ever back off, but why I feel like this is a really good time for you to pile on, because there is there is a clearer awareness that I'm seeing from people who don't talk about this than I have seen before. That no. you know I have no no no. There's definitely clearer. no. That's definitely true. Let me be clear. That last part is true. I'm afraid we're gonna fight though because. Uh, no, uh, I could trap Chuck Schumer in about three and a half seconds. Uh, and so the only reason why, yeah, cinema sucks at it, but that's because she was trained by the press. You're never gonna get caught. We're never, ever going to ask you a real question. So you just be lazy and just be brazen. Nobody will care, right? Uh, you, you saw the Axios, I don't know if you saw the Axios piece, but there's two of them. I didn't even read the second one, they're such trash. Uh, but the first one was about, how she's pouring over spreadsheets and she's got an accountant like focus. What I hear from the Hill is that she's an idiot. So doing that kind of fluffery is what the press has been doing for the entire time, for the last two decades at least. And so the only reason why cinema is getting caught as opposed to Schumer, Grassley or anyone else is because she's defying democratic leadership. The only way you're ever gonna get criticized in the press is if you defy democratic leadership. There, I just solved the mystery. Well, okay, but I mean, that doesn't change my point. I mean, you you may be right. I mean, I, I don't know that, that, but it does matter that she's bad at it. It does matter that that triggered a slightly different reaction to the story. And it could be used as a catalyst to recognize that more. It also doesn't work with, and I'll, you know, to use Schumer again, because at least Schumer, who has many of the same donors, is supporting the bill. So, but that said, they, that is not a tack that is taken regularly in the mainstream media. There's no question that it is. Sometimes there'll be big think pieces about it in general, but it is not specifically targeted. That's definitely true. But it does feel like there's a real golden opportunity here because now you are seeing it in a very crass manner because she's bad at this while she's pouring over the figures. Yeah, and so by, by the way, just. What do I mean about not getting credit for it? Uh, there's, there's two things that I mean by it. Uh, and I'm gonna come back to the, the cinema predictions. Um, one is uh, idiot like Jimmy Dore fans or something who are like, "Oh, you just noticed the donors? No, I've noticed them for 20 years. In fact, Jimmy didn't know. We're not supposed to curse, so didn't know much <laughs> to say the least about any of it. He still doesn't know a goddamn thing, and whatever he learned knows, he learned from me. So you can take that, hey, did you just find out about it and shove it up 
Well, I mean, so as someone as someone who's argued with you about the press in general for 20 years, right, or 20 whatever it is, 22 years, I, I can I can assure those people, <laughs> you knew about, it. you were yeah. keenly keenly aware of it. Yeah, yeah. So that's number one. Number two, for all the uh, mainstream media out there who've been uh, yelling at us for 20 years, you guys are radical. You're not legitimate. You're not credible. Uh, now all of a sudden you found out about the donors. Now you found out, and so spare me. Okay, on the other hand, don't get me wrong, I'll take it. Thank you for finally doing a story because your political owners or whoever have, have let you out of your cage for a second. And just to be clear, I did not come up with donor owner. Donor owner is Nina Turner all the way. That's her term. The first time she said it on TYT, I was like, yes, that sounds exactly right. The cinema predictions, if you follow politics closely, are easy. We said she'd hold up the bill, of course she did, that's not hard, right? And we told you she works for her donors, that's super easy. If you do like one minute of journalism, we were right about that. Okay, so by the way, I said on the show today, she didn't go back to Arizona because of a foot problem, everybody knows that, right? Uh, she went back for the uh, to have that fundraiser, and everybody now knows about that. But I, I added on top because she doesn't know what she's doing at all. She went to go get her orders from her owner donors. Yeah, she literally I mean, she could, doesn't she know do what to do until do her donors the, tell her. She could do that on the phone. I mean, she's 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 smart enough to sit on a conference call. Although now they're recording calls, and Manchin got caught on one, so they might be nervous about it. Um, but but yeah, so yeah, I'm sure she called a bunch of donors. What do I do? What do I do? The I think she just wanted to me. I think she wanted to leave because she didn't like it. She wanted to do a thing that she thought was going to be fun, and she thinks being a senator is fun. And this is she's not a serious person. And a non-serious person leaves in the middle of this to go back to Arizona to get a foot massage or to tend to the the the, the always wounded foot of John Danforth's wife. Yeah, and so that's where. You're right, Ben, that she's not good at this because Schumer would have enough sense not to leave in the middle of this to go do a fundraiser when the press is already criticizing you for the donors, right? How stupid are you? And and the answer is apparently significantly so. So which then leads to a new quasi prediction here. Because as you guys were talking, I thought, well, maybe this will turn out disastrous, but okay, here's what I mean. Uh, I, I warned on the show now six months ago, nine months ago, the cinema was going to switch parties. And I not only that, I know for a fact, because uh, afterwards everybody will say it was obvious. Uh, but I talked to reporters on the show about it and they said, you're nuts. I talked to progressives and they thought I was crazy, right? Um, no, I'm not crazy. She doesn't care about anything. Why would she care about being a Democrat? She just cares about power and, you know, and, Fashion or whatever the hell else she cares about, she does. She doesn't has zero loyalty to the Democratic Party. She pretended to be a progressive when she was coming up. Does she look progressive to you? She has no principles. She has no morality. People keep projecting their decency onto non-decent people. So, but now here comes the the potentially silver lining if if it goes in that direction. Okay, number one. By the way, is she going to flip? I have no idea because she has no idea. She has not yet gotten her full instructions 
from her owner donors. Once they give her the instructions, then she'll know what to do, right? So, but if she flips, there is now a silver lining I had not previously considered, which is then the Republicans will own all the failures. Uh, okay, cinema switch parties, then the Republicans voted no on everything. Well, you're about to get expanded Medicare coverage. You are about to get uh, childcare. It's childcare credit is so popular in the country. Expanded Medicare is intensely popular. You go down the list, every one of these provisions is intensely popular, ranging from 66% to over 80%. Well, then cinema and the Republicans will own it. Then you know you put that around their neck and say these are the sons of bitches that cost you childcare. I know, but, but of right. course the problem is Democrats are the right. weakest people on earth. Well, here's where we'll agree. I mean, I weak or are unable to recognize what will work and what will win. But I, 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 I the the notion of the other party owning it so we win is a, I've I've heard that song before and it, it's it's uh it's clunky. Yeah, that's because we have pathetic. Pathetic Democratic leadership, pathetic, and we always have. Uh, but and, and part in part because it's it's designed or baked in or has come to be what they lead with always is how do we protect people like cinema, right? How do we help them? How do we make sure yeah. that this uh, purple state senator keeps getting elected? How do we save blue dog Democrats? How do we save the what they refer to as moderates? But really, are are fairly conservative Democrats. Yeah. Uh, on the point of 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 cinema not really knowing what she's doing, like I've got like proof of that. So you know that the bird dogging that you saw today was you know part of a coalition that my organization uh, contributed to, and it wasn't just cinema who people have been bird dogging. Like they've gone after Quaylar, they've gone after Mansion. Um, you saw the kayak footage, like. He had the kind of a back and forth with them, and he the optics were terrible because he's like shouting down from a yacht to people who simply need like healthcare coverage. One of those people is is a part of the group Little Lobbyists, who whose daughter has very complex and serious medical needs, and she's going to rely on Medicaid her entire life. And you know, if if something like that were to ever be capped, which Republicans tried in 2017, 2018, that could ultimately like cut short. Someone's life, uh, and and when you have an optics optics like that, it's terrible. But he was still able to kind of weasel his, his way out of it, similar to how when the reporter uh, confronted him about his son's uh, ties to a coal company and maybe his benefits from it, what, the impact that might have on his stance on reconciliation. Uh, but cinema is a different beast; like she doesn't know what to do when confronted like that. I think it, it lends credence to your point that she doesn't know what she's doing. While the other people have kind of that savviness and that skill. And expertise and kind of navigating these moments. Uh, Quayar too, a, a guy who who voted with Trump 70% of the time in his first two years was confronted by by uh, bird doggers on the hill today, and the the footage was basically unusable because he was so efficient in that confrontation that he was able to like kind of spin it around back on them and suggest that they were the ones supporting Trump, despite having a proven track record, a voting record in Congress of backing Trump in 70% of the time, like 70% of the votes. So cinema doesn't really know how to handle those situations. Maybe that comes with time, maybe that comes with intellect or skill, but that's why you're seeing so many clips featuring her, but they're all being bird dogged. She's just the one that doesn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, it seems clear. Yeah, but look, I mean, look at the what we're saying. 
some most democratic politicians are better at being liars. Uh, so like they're better taking the donor money and then pretending that that doesn't have sway them. And press, I don't know if anybody in the press watches, but can you just get a thousand times tougher? Just a thousand times. So to Jordan's point about Manchin, so a, a reporter, I think it was from Bloomberg, did a good job. I love giving credit where credit is due. Did a good job, asked him about it, the coal company that he founded that his son now runs. And then he makes about half a million dollars from each year. Now the reporter didn't get to a lot of those facts, but he asked him about the company. And Manchin was like, said something like, you better watch yourself, right? No, no, Senator Manchin, you better watch yourself. Here's how much you made from that company. TYT is reported, you, Daily Post reported you made 500,000, 521,000 last year. TYT's reported you made over $5 million in the last 10 years. You have made $5 million from a coal company, Senator Manchin. Are you saying that doesn't affect how you vote on this legislation? That's not hard. That's what press is supposed to do. They're so scared of challenging their owners to grow a pair and do your goddamn job. Yeah, so, I, don't, I don't. I don't think it's as simple as, as the fact that they're their owners, because I don't know what that means. But uh, there's no question that that story doesn't get done. It wouldn't even hurt Joe Manchin. I mean, Joe Manchin could go, yeah, that's right. I, I my son runs a coal company, and I'm part owner, and I made a lot of money off coal because coal's critical to keeping the American economy coming along, and West Virginia is a big part of that, and that's never going to change as long as I'm here. That's it, right? I mean, but it would it would help others, and it would help us as 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 citizens begin to understand the nature of the conflict and the nature of the inherent corruption in that. That's the key, it's not gonna do anything to Joe Manchin, but it can start to change. That's what I'm hoping happens here with cinema, is that it starts to change the nature of how these stories get approached, I hope. Yeah, no one knows that Joe Manchin has made $5 million from coal personally because no one ever reports it. I'll transition from angry jank to halfway angry and then we'll get to lighter topics like used pens and how people in LA are soft because I like how Ben started there. So, but before we do even any of that, I'll read some fun comments here. Ian wrote in, Ben's hair gets better with age. God bless you, Ian. Yeah, and I actually generally agree with that, Ian. So I, on the other hand, I'm dissatisfied with the latest supercuts haircut I got yesterday. Well, I mean, dude, you know, you're on television or whatever the hell this is. Like, I mean, no disrespect to the people. No, I do mean disrespect to the people. Not the people with supercuts. I mean disrespect to the concept of supercuts. I'm sure many skilled. Technicians have started at supercuts, but don't get your haircut at supercuts. It's your hair, it's in your head. You want to get your back trimmed at supercuts, have at it, right? But this is yeah. uh, uh, this is your hair, and and there's and it's like a LA is you know really expensive, but it's great about some stuff. There's so many places where you can get your haircut. There's actually not that expensive. It's like a, a, a massage in LA. Like you can actually get, there's a lot of $50 massages in LA that are very good because everybody in LA likes them. There are thousands of them, you know, real massages. Thank you. Um, so like uh, I got, I got a, there's a, the, the woman who cuts my hair, she charges $35. No, she charges $25. 
I can't remember, it's $35. I gave her 50 bucks, I can't think, of it. it's fine. And you get your, and it's really good and she's lovely. She owns a salon with her mom, it's not super cuts. Get your haircut there, all right, enough. I hear I'll, you, I'll I don't go. know, it's worked for me or has it uh, for all these years. Uh, Julian says, Jenk, the haircut looks good. Well, thank you, Julian, I It does, there's nothing wrong with that haircut, there actually is. Uh, how much How much does it cost at Supercut? Well, I mean, by the time I was done tipping, I gave, I gave 40 bucks too. You so. got to cut, you got, it's just one time come to Alba, cuz you'll like the whole experience. Okay, I'm with you. All right, just be anti-racist writes in Jordan absolutely love the subtle deep dive display. It's so subtle I'm missing it, Jordan. Where is it? It's on the monitor behind me. You might not be able to see it. There it is. Oh, no, screen. I see it. I see it. Okay. Nice. Nice. Okay, way to catch that, Jess. Um Felicia says, love seeing Jordan with Ben and Jenk today. We agree. All right, uh, there's more comments and there's more serious comments, but let me go to my so-called bridge. Um, so I've decided that I'm gonna go over the top on uh, gaslighters from now on. I've been talking about this on old school for a while now on people who gaslight and how uh, being the knucklehead that I am, I kind of caught on to it very late in life. Like, do I did I understand the concept of gaslighting? Yes, sure, right? Uh, did I understand that it ha happens to me? I guess, right? Like, but but I didn't actively think that person is gaslighting me, right? Uh, saying things with great certainty and trying to make me feel bad about something I'm saying or doing, in order to, based on their perspective. Sometimes actively on purpose consciously to try to get an advantage and oh yeah, oh yeah, you shouldn't have done that. Oh, yeah, that's really bad. Uh, or way more often subconsciously, they're not trying to get an advantage. They just think I'm obviously right. So if you said something that doesn't comport with the way I think, um, you're uh, obviously wrong. Well, from now on, I'm going back over the top. And going, ah, you know what? I thought about it and decided, nope. No, I'm definitely right, and you're definitely wrong. Because two can play at that game. So I guess that's a piss off to you. You're so you're gonna you're gas you're gonna gaslight the gaslighters. No, I'm gonna put out their gas. Uh, so like when somebody and by the way, I think uh, I think snuff their light. That's what I would. Okay, go with. better yeah. better. Yeah. Although snuff feels wrong. Um, it's it's a strong word. Snuff we had a, we had a we had a snuffer. Did you have a snuffer at uh, when you were a kid growing up? No, that sounds dangerous. It was it's like a, a little, you know, it's a it's like a long pen, and then at the end of it, it has a little dome that you would then drape over the candle, and it would snuff out the candle, so you didn't have to blow and get wax everywhere, or do the cool guy thing. By the way, not a cool guy thing, but you know, you lick your fingers and you put out the candle yourself and impress girls. Hmm. All right, I did not know that I had a built-in snuffer in my fingers. <laughs> you do, yeah. Uh, okay. uh, quick, doesn't hurt, right? It's gone. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, so, but yes, I now I know what a snuffer is. Uh, but it still sounds wrong. It does, and, it does uh, sound wrong. Yeah, it sounds wrong in a, in the opposite way of fluffer. Fluffer's too soft, snuffer's too hard. 
yeah, but like back to the to the concept. Uh, I'm gonna use such a weird example here. Do uh, Ben, did you watch all three seasons of Kaminsky Method? And Jordan, did you watch any of it on Netflix? Jordan did not. I'm certain of it. I've known the guy for I 26 minutes, don't, and I know he did. I, I don't don't even know what it is. They watch TV. Oh, I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not your guy. He's too busy making the world better. Yeah, <laughs> such a loser. Um, I uh, have not seen the third season of the Kaminsky Method. I think I saw the first episode of the third season, but didn't. Finish. Okay. All right. It's it doesn't matter. You can spoil. I don't. Yeah. Care less. yeah. So there's a mom that comes onto the scene. Not. Um, <laughs> not not Anyways, Nancy, not Nancy Travis. Yeah, n- not the main characters. A side character comes on. She's a mom of one of the characters, and she is really mean, right? And she's super rude to everyone else. And I used it as a test case for me, as to because she starts intimidating everyone else because she's. Oh, this is Kathleen Turner. No, no, not Kathleen Turner. Right. Kathleen Turner is tough in a fun and and likable way. Good. All right, good. And there's another character who's just not a nice person, right? right. And um, and then I thought, what would be my answers to her in the the new I'm not taking your goddamn gaslighting jank uh, attitude, right? And in the in the show, the other two characters get intimidated and she wins because that is how real life works, right? Um, but I decided, no, no, I know how I would answer her every time, and. And that's what I'm going to do from now on. It's going to create more conflict because gaslighters hate it, hate it if you call them out on it. That's their number one thing that they hate. And so I'm going to go right into it and say, but with a smile on my face, like, hey, I don't think so. I think you're totally wrong. (laughs) Because you don't get to tell me that I'm wrong when I'm right. And then I'm not allowed to tell you that you're wrong. No, you can play that game. You're wrong. How you like me now? Well, I'm I'm totally curious who this will be applied to, but I I, I look forward to it. Actually, I don't look forward to it, but but I'm curious to see how it plays out. Yeah, I mean, here here's one example, a terrible, probably a terrible one, but like I don't know why Jake Tapper always sticks in my head as as the prototypical cable news mainstream media anchor, right? But like Jake Tapper always looks down his nose at everybody, right? Uh, That's my perception. And then he gaslights progressives with like, "Oh, you radicals, you know, uh, you know, uh, you, you don't really know how politics works. Us sophisticated people really know politics, and we know that in politics you have to do whatever the donors say. Oh, I would never say that out there. <laughs> I'm so sophisticated, right? That's a spot-on impersonation, Jack. I, just, <laughs> I mean, you really? No, I was like, it's like we're on the show with him. All right, go on with your ridiculous point. Um, yeah, and so this is a political version. Obviously, there's more personal versions of the gaslighting, right? But in the political version, um, no, Jake, you're totally wrong and actually ignorant because you're calling me ignorant. So I'm not going to feel bad at all calling you what you actually are, ignorant. You don't know anything about the donors, which means, by the way, that you don't know anything about politics. You don't know anything about how they actually make political decisions. And you're going to look down your nose at anybody? No, they, my answer is no. There, I just saw it. 
All right, there we go. It's, uh, well, I look forward to that conversation. That'll be uh, 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 that'll be good. I, I, I you know, I, I, I know Jake a, a little bit, and I, I like him. But I, I, I he is. Uh, I'll not use him. But there is a look. There was we talked about at the beginning. There is an, uh, a really surprising hesitancy to make that criticism, which everybody makes in their heads. Everybody gets it, right? I mean, everybody. It's so it's puzzling to me because. We all get that if somebody, you know, if, if you get indicted for it, right? You know, if Jordan breaks a story and somebody gets indicted because they took two hundred and fifty thousand dollars from a, a donor and then and then did the donor's bidding, right? That's a crime, and everybody's like, "Oh, you're a criminal, and you got to go to prison." But if you do it subtly <laughs> and in the legal method that we've established of just can't, uh, contributing to a campaign, uh, then somehow. Uh, it doesn't get the rigorous scrutiny uh, uh, that other stories get when regular voters, already, in fact, d- disaffected voters who don't feel part of the system at all, both on the right and the left, instinctively feel it and know it, right? That there is not everybody is corrupt and not everybody is the same kind of corrupt, and some corruption is probably not a big deal, right? But that that there are people running the country. Who don't have their best interest at hearts because they're in it to satisfy their own needs and the needs of their friends. Millions of voters who aren't idiots think that. I think an example of that we see we've seen recently played out in the 2020 primary. So Pete Buttigieg, he had a staffer on his campaign tweet out explicit information like narratives that worked and where they worked. I think the example was. Pete's military history playing well, their research found in areas like Nevada. And he tweeted it out knowing that Vote Vets, a super PAC that was supporting Pete, but they couldn't directly coordinate, would see it and then run with it. And it's like, sure, it's not like directly illegal, but it does fly in the face of the spirit of electoral law. So they kind of flaunted it in the public, knowing you can't really do anything similar like this. Like you have a fundraiser, it's legal, but ultimately we know why they're doing that because. It's just kind of a essentially a quiet quid pro quo. At the same time, Pete's team was working behind the scenes to convince people to file electoral law complaints or, or, or electoral or campaign finance violations and illegal coordination with RF on behalf of the, the Bernie campaign because they knew there wasn't a quorum at the FEC. So just lodging the complaint would result in it staying there and lingering without a resolution because they didn't have them. They was like, I think it was split two to two. So it was just one of the most cynical things I watched in the, in, the, in the primary from a campaign that like openly flaunted illegally coordinated coordinating with the super PAC. It was really disgusting. That's a good example, but that is not the instinctive thing because that is that is nuanced, right? And to me. There's less bile in the throats of voters about that because that's because it is a silly idea to begin with. Okay, they can support you here and you can fight, but you guys can't talk, right? Which seems to me your your point is great, except I still don't. I don't. That's not the kind of thing that I think gets people really angry, other than you, because it's it's hard to follow. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's going to go hard to follow. Whereas the idea that you do the bidding of of the people who give you money or that you're in it to satisfy yourself, whether it's when you're in office or your friends in office or to stay in office or to get rich when you're out of office. That 
people just sort of and have for hundreds of years feel in their bones. It's almost it's it's too widespread that feeling. It's it's not it's caused a lot of people to drop out of politics, and it's of course not true of every politician. But but the fact of the matter is that is I think that is felt keenly and acutely by a majority of voters. Look, here's but, yeah, the, but so that's why I'm surprised that it doesn't get covered. I mean, that, I am not surprised. I know why it doesn't get covered, but yet it ought to. It would resonate. It would work. You would get, you would sell papers. You would get eyeballs. You would. I, I, I got it. I mean, I so. Yeah. Look on the particular story that Jordan gave. First of all, I thought he explained it really easily. I didn't know about the vote vets thing. I got it in 30 seconds. Right. Uh, I get it, I have some context for it that other people don't, etc. But in terms of covering donors, they the, that's the number one excuse the media uses is, ah, nobody would understand. What are you talking about? It, corruption, it's the easiest thing to understand. Everybody hates it, uh, it's visceral. Um, there's every reason to cover it if you cared about ratings, you cared about getting viewers or readers. You're just not covering it because you're part of the corruption. And so, Ben, yeah, I'm overusing the owner donor thing that Nina Turner does. In the case of the reporters, they're not owned by anyone other than a giant multi billion dollar corporation, which makes hiring decisions, which filter all the way down to hiring reporters that don't actually do reporting. Yeah, I know, Cenk, but there are thousands of reporters who do their job, thousands, tens of thousands of reporters who do their job. So it's bigger than hiring people who don't do their job because it's lasted for 50 years, it's systemic. Right, and so and I'm I don't quite know why, and and I and I don't I know why corruption. Um, what what does that mean? Like who's who's you know, I'll corrupt? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. It's easy. And by the way, are there great reporters in the world? Absolutely. Look at the Pandora Papers today. 117 reporters in, or 600 reporters in 117 countries. Right, risking their lives. One of the guys who did the Panama Papers got blown up, like literally. And so every reporter in Russia that's an actual reporter is a saint and it should be revered for the danger that they go through. Um, uh, the CNN reporter reporting out of uh, uh, Kabul, that was amazing, great job, etc. I can go on and on, local reporters, fantastic. Print reporters better than news reporters. But in terms of national media reporters, they're terrible. Uh, and But way worse than them are their editors. And so, how does it work? Why is it? Does like Jake Tapper get paid under the table by Pfizer? No, that's not how it works. Is there a memo that's written? That's not how it works. No. So the way that it works is, there's a corporate executive at the very top, and he hires other executives who hire producers and editors who hire reporters. And the guy at the very top thinks, now look. Uh, I'm gonna quote old school Glenn Greenwald, not the recent one that lost his mind. So there's a certain acceptable radius of thought, right? And so you're gonna stay in that. If you don't, we're not gonna hire you, we're not gonna hire radicals. I mean, I did this speech at the, the National Press Club. And the woman who runs the National Press Club was enraged and got up and said, what are we supposed to do, hire radicals? Well, wait a minute, what do you mean radical or non-radical? If you mean by non-radical, people who only believe that the corporate ideology and the status quo is awesome, well, that's your problem right there. Yes, you're supposed to hire people outside of that range, okay? And I, so I don't know, they Jen, don't. I, I got it. I, I think, you know what, Jen, you're wrong and you're doing a little gaslighting. You got straw man, you don't have a story, you don't have an example. You have what you think is how it works. I have a thousand now, examples. Well, I'd like if to hear you want, one. I'll take the whole show with them. 
All right, but I mean, who, when, who's the person who got corrupted? Who's the radical who didn't get hired? Who's prevent, like in well, the end result. That is so obvious. Why did they hire Chris Cuomo, Anderson Cooper, Don Lemon, Jake Tapper, Brian Stelter? Why I'm did like, they hire them? They hired me. them because none of them go outside of the status quo. That is they, the job interview, they go, on, hey, what on. did you ever got, do in I your got, life? I, got, I support I got. the talking, status quo. Talking, Congratulations, talking, you're hired. I'm talking about print reporters. I'm talking about print reports. Television is uh, television has as as literally in a box and has long, long been very comfortable staying inside that box. Yeah, no, the print reporters are definitely better than the cable news guys, and their editors more so than the reporters are abysmal, abysmal. Look, if you're an editor at the Washington Post or the New York Times and you have not obsessed about covering donors. Then you suck at your job, your job, well, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, let me connect the two thoughts. You're really great at your job of manufacturing consent. No, I don't see any donors. Oh No, millions of dollars don't affect politicians. Don't write about it in the paper of record. Don't, 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 don't write about it. Only radicals would. Sophisticated, cynical, skeptical reporters and editors would assume that everybody knows that all the politicians are corrupt, but give them incredibly positive and fawning coverage anyway. And never mention the actual root cause of the problem in American politics. Well, we, the, as uh, where we agree is that the political reporting uh, in the country is uh, incredibly soft uh, uh, and incredibly superficial, and has been for some time. Um, and it needs to change. There's no question that that's true. And part of it is that they don't think readers are understand. Part of it is what I experienced when I came up as a reporter that uh, people aren't interested. You know, I wanted to cover politics and they didn't want to cover politics. People aren't interested in it, they don't care. And that was definitely true on television, but also to a large extent, uh, a large extent true at uh, uh, true at newspapers to a lesser extent. Uh, and, and they want controversy, right? They want they want they they want he said he said they want uh, conflict. Uh, they under the belief that that conflict and you know sometimes it does that 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 sort of that breeds readers. Uh, so. We agree that there's a problem. I just know uh, I, I've been around and known countless really good young reporters who weren't sized up uh, to determine their willingness to play ball. It may well be that they get rejected on story pitches in the early days and then you just start doing the stories that you know will uh, uh, you know will uh, where you'll get a byline that that may well be but they don't come in they aren't sized up and, and you know they want to cover they want to cover stories like no, this. no it's not a matter of sized up Ben it's groupthink they all think alike. So well, that's that's well. I mean, they don't, but they don't all think alike. They may come to all think alike, and there's an institutional group think that eventually makes it hard for people outside that group think to succeed. I, I don't, I don't doubt that. But that's a different argument to me than the one you just made. No, no. The group think is status quo is objectively awesome, and anyone who tries to change the status quo is a radical, an outsider, and and not credible. The most important thing, the most devastating thing in politics, not credible. Well, here's the not credible. The press hates you. Well, here's where again we'll 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 agree. I mean, your example of that is the that the status quo is is the status quo is the ideal, is the idea of of the use of the word moderate, right? Which for years meant crazy people on one side, crazy people on the other side, and here's a leader in the middle. And I suspect there was a time, and there's certainly been places in the world where that is totally applicable. All right, we're way out of time. We'll have more conversation, both lighthearted and God knows. And we'll end on an, uh, a lighter note. Mary Duff 911 wrote in, Jordan might be related to me somehow. 
he looks like most of my family. <laughs> okay, we will dis. I'm going to ask you about that, Jordan, in the next in the members episode to see where you're actually from, and we'll find out if you guys are related or not. All right, and then our people in LA soft, all that fun stuff for members. TYT.com slash join, we'll see you there.